0: I'm Chad Roberts, and I'm so glad you're joining me today on Awakened to Grace, because we are in a wonderful series called Kingdom Come. This is a study through the Lord's Prayer, and today we are in week three. We're studying this incredible phrase, give us this day our daily bread. And you know what, friends? Every word that Jesus teaches us to pray here, has huge significance. We're going to break down each word today, each phrase of this. We're going to break it down and we're going to see exactly what Jesus meant by the word bread. We're going to see what he means by the word daily. We're going to see what he means by this day and give us. And we're going to focus especially on the word our our daily bread we're going to see how we're a family of god and how we should be concerned and we should care about the needs of others well there are many many principles that we're going to learn from god's word together today so i'm so glad that you are joining us i hope as always i hope you're downloading our free mobile app awakened to grace and i hope you're connecting With us. Well, let's get to God's Word today as we are in Matthew 6, walking through the Lord's Prayer together. There's a divine order to the Lord's Prayer, there's a divine order to the way that we pray. So, so let me just rephrase here. We begin to learn how to pray. This is called the model prayer. And we begin by focusing solely on God. See, many times we get, we get it reversed. We focus on our needs, right? We jump right into prayer. God, I need this. God, I need you to come through here. I need you to give me this. I have to have this. This has to be done. And, and oh, we're just this ball of frustration, Right? But see, there's a divine order to prayer. The divine order is that we began putting our eyes on the greatness of God. Why? Because when you have your perspective on who God is, I hallow the name of God. I reverence your name. I am amazed at your greatness, O oh God. And when our eyes are on the, uh, on the sovereignty of God, then our problems come into the right perspective. Then our problems are not so big, are they? See, the script, listen, we got to reverse. Our problems are so big and God is so small. Oh, how can God help me? How can God reverse this? How can God save me? How can God come through? How am I going to get this done? How am I going to have enough money? How am I going to have enough strength? How am I going to know what to do? And our problem is so big and God so little. The order is reversed. No, flip the script today. Look at the greatness of God. And then the problems will be in the right perspective. So watch what happens. This is the way Jesus teaches us how to pray. There's a divine order. He says, focus on the greatness of God. Hallow be your name. And then you look after God's interest. That's what last week was about. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. If you missed last week, I'm telling you I've preached for many years But last week, for me Was one of the most fun sermons I've ever preached Oh, I enjoyed it so much I learned so much Now, there's a shift That happens in the prayer See, now the prayer is going to go From your kingdom Your will, your focus Your interest To now it's going to shift to us Give us This day, our daily bread. But do you see the order? You don't jump right into your need first. You jump into worship first. You focus on God's interest first. And then you present your needs before the Lord. Can we say amen to that today? There's a divine order. Now, I want to break this down into four simple things today. Number one, I want to... I want to give explanation. What did Jesus mean by give us? We're going to focus on that. Number two, what does he mean by this day? And number three, I want to focus on that all-important word, our. And number four, what's he mean by daily bread? Okay? So number one, if you're going to take notes, let's, let's look at this little phrase, give us. If you want to take notes, note this. This is to teach us. The generosity of God Almighty. See, do you realize, I want you to understand this, humanity is designed by God to be dependent upon God. Now this will set you free. Many of you, many of you, this is going to be a word for your life right now. This is going to help so many of you. God has designed humanity to depend solely on God. So, think of it this way. Without God, man cannot even meet our most basic need, which is bread. And we can't even do that on our own. We can't do it without God. Do you know what the point is? The point is is that man is not self-sufficient. That means that there is no such thing as a self-made man. It takes God in your life. And see here's what here's what happens sometimes sometimes satan listen he's a liar is he not let me tell you what happened to me one time. I was praying and I was asking God for very real, very serious things. I was asking God to move many mountains. I'm, I'm talking like it wasn't a little wish list, right? It wasn't a genie in a bottle type thing. It wasn't God, I'd like to have this and this would be nice. And Lord, I want this and I want that and I want, no, no. I'm talking I needed mountains to move. If God did not intervene, no one could help me. Anybody with me right now? And you know what Satan did? Satan came, oh, he's sly. And he's a liar. And Jesus said when he speaks, he speaks out of his own native tongue. He's a liar. He's a father of all lies. And you know what he told me? He said, Chad, you ask for too much. You ask for too much. Stop asking so much. Ask God for one thing, two things, not all these things. And, you know, the Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, God will raise a standard against him. And you know what the Holy Spirit said to my heart? Oh, thank God. God reminded me, Chad, I'm your heavenly father. You are my child. You ask away. You have not because you ask not. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. Ask A. Seek S knock. K. What's that spell? Ask. Ask away, child of God. Amen. Can we just thank the Lord for that? Hallelujah. So see, so see here. Now now listen, follow me right here. When Jesus says, our daily bread. He's not talking about a loaf. He's not talking about Sarah Lee, all right? He's not talking about a loaf of bread. You know what he's talking about? He's talking about the essentials of life. He's talking about physical needs. Now listen, this is going to help some of you. Some of you are afraid to ask God. Some of you are afraid to ask God for the things that you need. No, my friend, you ask away. Because let me tell you, some of you right now, you're wondering, does God really see your situation? Some of you walked into the building today and you're asking, does God really see what I'm facing? Does God really know what I'm facing? Oh, let me tell you, the devil will lie to you. You know what the devil told me one day? Oh, what a liar. I'm t- I know what I'm talking about. The devil told me one day I was i was struggling in blindness and you know what you know what that liar said to me he said god doesn't know what you're facing god has no idea you know why listen he's a liar you know what he said god's light and all god knows is light and he don't understand your darkness what a liar you don't listen to the devil He'll tell, listen, he'll discourage you, he'll depress you, he'll isolate you, he'll bombard you. You don't listen to him. You listen to the truth of God's word. And let me tell you what the book of Micah says. Even when I sit in darkness, the Lord will be light to me. Amen? God knows what you need. God knows what you're facing. God sees where you are right now. He sees what you're up against. He sees the sorrow you feel. He sees the pain that you're in. He sees it all and he knows it all. And let me tell you how well acquainted God is with you and your trouble. Let me tell you where God is. The Bible says that God has the very hair upon your head numbered. Amen. Amen. And let me tell you the truth. You and I don't even know ourselves quite that well. God knows you better than you know you. And if God so has the hairs of your head numbered, let me tell you, God sees your trouble. God sees your questions. God sees your doubts. God sees your fears. And it's out of this great dependency that we are made. Let me tell you, you lean as hard as you can into Jesus. You trust as mightily as you can in Jesus. And the more strength you need, the more strength he'll give. The more grace you need, the more grace he'll give. The more daily provisions you need, the more he'll give. Give us this day. Our daily bread. Amen. He's a giver. And God well knows we are made to be dependent. So don't you let the devil tell you. Stop asking God for help. Stop asking God for wisdom. Stop asking God for strength. Stop asking God for peace. Stop asking God for joy. Listen. Don't you let the devil. Why? Because he'll lie to you. Let me tell you. God's ready to give you such things. Amen. Amen. Give us. We are made with a dependency. Upon Jesus. Listen. The greatest tragedy. Is not unanswered prayer. The greatest tragedy. Is unoffered prayer. And some of you. You've stopped praying. Because somewhere down the road. Satan's told you. Quit annoying God. God. Stop getting on God's nerves. God's not interested. God's not listening. No, I'm here to tell you the truth of God's word today. God's a generous God. Give us this day. What's he mean by this day? Boy, the Lord's really ministering to me in this one little phrase. I don't know how many of you are like me, but I'm a planner. I plan everything. I plan everything. Matter of fact, I make plans to plan things. (laughs) Anybody else like that? You plan everything? I can already tell you what my week looks like. I can already tell you the meals I'm going to eat this week. I can already tell you all my points. I I mean, I'm telling you, I have every day planned out. You, You know how I try to live my life. Those of you who, who you've had to travel, you know, if you throw everything into a suitcase, how much stuff are you going to fit? But how many of you know if you carefully pack your suitcase, <coughs> you're amazed how much you can fit, right? You know, your day's just like that. If you let everybody throw everything they want into your day and you, just, you wake up and you just throw everything into the day, well, you're not going to fit very much. But if you're careful about it, You'd be amazed what you can pack in there. Amen? (coughs) Excuse me. So I'm a planner. I like to plan. I can tell you, I can tell you where things are headed. Well, because I'm a planner, I like to know where I'm headed. I like to know where I'll end up. Scripture says, ponder the path of your feet. (coughs) Excuse me. Sorry. Got too riled up. (laughs) Scripture says ponder the path of your feet Then all your ways will be sure Well so the Lord's dealing with me What's he mean by give us this day The Lord is teaching me Chad you can be so focused on the future You can be so focused way out That you miss the present You miss what I want to do right now today Are you like me in that way? Are you so focused on ambition and drive and getting things done that you're missing what God has for you today? I'm telling. I don't want to. I don't want to miss my kids growing up. I don't want to miss the stage that my life is in. I don't want to miss where my family is. I don't want to be so focused that I miss this day. You know, it's interesting. In our culture, we mark time by years. Isn't that how we mark it? We mark birthdays. We mark anniversaries. And it seems as though we measure our lives with years. But you know, scripture don't really teach that. I'm not saying that's wrong. Don't get me wrong. You should celebrate anniversaries and birthday. I'm not, but listen to what scripture teaches. Scripture doesn't say mark the, day, uh, the years. Scripture says, teach me to number my days. Right? I, want, I don't want to miss today and what God wants to do today because I'm so focused toward the future. I want to be present right now in what God wants to do in my life. You know, Scripture says in James, it says, a man shouldn't say, I'm going to go to such and such town For a year and I'm going to do business. I'm going to do all of this and I'm going to do all of that. You know what James teaches? James says that man should say, if the Lord wills, I'll do this and I'll do that. James teaches life is as a vapor. It's here today, gone tomorrow, right? So do do you number your days? Do you mark your days? Are you in the present? this day. Now, Jesus says, give us this day. Let me tell you what else this verse does for me personally. This helps me when I when I understand this day, not 5 years from now, 10 years from now, 10 months from now, 6 months from now. This is what it causes me to do. It causes me to recognize the line between need and greed. It helps me understand when at times I'm feeling greedy because God has given me what I need. Is anybody with me right now? Oh, you, oh, you're going to get quiet on me. I can already feel it. Uh, we'll just say this is for somebody else and save you the trouble, right? <laughs> Come on now. It's easy for us to get greedy, right? Now listen to what scripture says. This is the balance, okay? This is the balance. I'm talking about this day, God giving me what I need today. Is it wrong to put back for the future? No, that's not wrong. Here scripture says, "Look to the ant, O sluggard, the ant puts back all summer for the winter." It's not wrong to look ahead. It's not wrong to plan ahead. But what is wrong is to live so far out there that you're not in the present right now today. Everybody on the same page with me? So where's the balance? Proverbs chapter 30 verses 8 and 9 is the balance. Listen to what the king said. This is amazing. The king said, God don't give me so little... That I have to steal food in order to eat. We're talking about balance right now. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much. I need some water today. Thank you. I appreciate that. Give me this day my daily water. (laughs) Or coffee, but water is good too. I have to be careful. If I drink too much water, I preach too long. I mean, coffee. If I drink too much coffee, I preach too long. So now watch the balance, okay? Proverbs 30, verses 8 and 9. Don't give me so little that I have to steal food. But then the king says, think about this. The king says, don't give me so much that I forget the Lord. So where's the balance? Friends, the balance is contentment. The balance is being content with what the Lord has given you. So how do we balance this out? You say, okay, Lord, like the ant, I'm going to prepare for the future. Like the ant, I'm not going to live like a sluggard. I'm not going to live a day at a time and say, oh, well, whatever will be, will be. And I'll cross my fingers and hope God takes care of me. No, I'm going to... I'm going to plan, and I'm going to... You know, someone told me one time, and I loved this. They said, Chad, you should live. You should, you should prepare like you're going to live for another hundred years. That you should live like you're going to go to heaven tomorrow. It's a great saying. So, God, I'm going to prepare, but I'm still dependent on you, Lord. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to trust you for this day. And I'm going to be present for my family. I'm going to be present for my children. I'm going to be present. Right now for your kingdom. This day. Amen. Amen. I've never done a funeral. I've never been beside someone who's dying. And they said I wish I had worked more than what I. I never know. Oh. Be present for your family. I felt like the Lord is speaking to somebody. about Be present. Listen. Your job, oh boy, I, I just, let, let me just follow this for a second. Be present for your family. You know, the Lord will remind me from time to time, anybody can stand up in this pulpit and take my job. Anybody. Caleb is more than equipped to preach. Glenn's more than equipped. Brad is more than equipped. Jared, Brett, Bill, anybody can stand right here and do my job. But not one person can replace me at home. Not a one. No one can replace me in my children's lives. Amen. Amen. Well, that was nowhere in my notes. All right. Let's <laughs> Now watch now watch where this goes, okay? Now let's just be honest. For the majority of us, God's given us more than our daily bread, hasn't he? See, if you're like me, your pantries are stocked. Your freezers are full. If you're like me, you've got more than your daily bread. So what do we do? Okay, now follow me. Notice Jesus does not say, Give me this day my daily bread. That's not what the word says, is it? You know what he says? Give us this day our daily bread. Do you know why I believe Jesus? See, I think every word in the Bible matters. And do you know why he says our? Because Jesus is reminding us that we're part of the family of God. If we're going to pray, your kingdom come. See, it reminds us it's more than just us. If we're going to pray our father we're part of the family of God. And do you know what I think God would say to you and I who have more than enough? You know who I think God would say what I think God would say to you and I who our pantries are full, our freezers are full, our refrigerators are full. You know what God would say to us? Share your daily bread. Our, not mine. Not my four, no more. Share our daily bread. I think this prayer, this phrase, if we do it right, it causes us to pause and consider the sufferings of fellow believers. God is putting in our heart right now, I just, I want to be careful in what I say because, um, you know, the Lord you know, Jesus said, don't let the right hand know what the left hand's doing. In other words, don't brag about it. But let me tell you, the level of giving out of this church. I'm not talking about our tithes and offerings. I'm not talking about when we pass the plate. I'm talking about the giving that goes out of this church, out of our general fund. I'm telling you, it's at an all-time high. Amen? Why? Don't miss the purpose. And I could tell you, we're doing this and we're doing this. That's not the point. No, here's what I want you to know. Jesus wants us to consider the sufferings of other people. And and watch this. Oh, it's so beautiful. When my eyes are on God, and then my eyes are on his kingdom and his will, then I understand that, my needs are already taken care of, now I focus on our needs, on the needs of other people. Amen? Right now, let me tell you one thing that God has put in our heart, and if some of you want to be part of this, you're welcome to, but this is, I think this is a very fine example of what Jesus means. Many of you know our most precious, beloved brother, Amal Paraj in India. Amal is one of the greatest men of God that I know. If you ask me who's one of the greatest prayer warriors you know, I would, hands down, I'd say Amal Paraj and his wife Omna. Amal is a mighty man of God operating an incredible ministry in India. The last time that Amal was here with me, and I had eyesight at this time, we got on Google Earth and we were looking around where he lives on Google Earth. And how many of you know you can throw a rock and hit a church where we live? He would show me where churches were located. And it would be miles and miles and miles with no gospel church. And Amal is doing one of the greatest works of anybody I have ever personally met for the kingdom of God. Well, a month or two ago, Amal got COVID and had to go in ICU. And he's doing better now. He's, he's overcome it to the glory of God. But you're hearing in the news how bad India is getting hit right now, right? Well, Amal has seven of the native missionaries. He's got a good-sized organization, but seven of his missionaries died two weeks ago of COVID. All seven in one week. Could you imagine suffering a loss like that in your ministry? And now there are seven widows and many children to care for. Um, Amal reached out to us and said, could Preaching Christ Church do anything on emergency? Could you help these widows at all? Okay, what, what, what do we need? Listen, I don't have to tell you what we spend in food. You know what you spend in food, right? You know what you spend at the grocery store. You know what you spend eating out. And he came back and he said, seven families, $125 per family will feed the entire family for the whole month and lift the burden off of them. See, I think this is exactly what Jesus is saying. I think this is exactly what he means. Right now, listen, widows right now are praying, give us this day our daily bread. And if you're like me, God has given me my daily bread, and much, much more. So what are we to do? We're to share that daily bread with the kingdom of God. Can we say amen to that? Now, so I think the word our shifts our focus off of our needs onto the needs of fellow believers. What a great way to live. What a joyful way to live. Let let, let me share this. And then I'll, I'll move on to my, na- to my last point. But let me share this. This is very important. You know, I've been blind for about two and a half years now. And for a good two years, I'd say Saturdays have always been my hardest day. Um, Saturdays are always very difficult for me. Very difficult. And if depression hits me, if discouragement hits me, boy, it just always seems to be on Saturdays. But let me tell you. Twelve weeks ago, all that changed. You know why? Because we began going to hunger first to feed the poor. And let me tell you, I haven't had depression one Saturday since. Not one. You know why? Because you know what the Bible says in Isaiah 58? It says, if you'll pour yourself out for the needy, if you'll pour yourself out for the poor, if you'll spend yourself for the poor, you know what the Bible says? Then God will turn your gloom Into the noonday. And let me tell you, God's done that for me. The Bible says, then your healing will spring up quickly. The Bible says, Isaiah 58, you'll be a well-watered garden whose waters will not fail. Glory to God. Amen? Amen. And let me tell you, you're suffering today. You're suffering depression today. You're suffering discouragement today, isolation today. Let me tell you what to do. Pour yourself out. Serve. Pour yourself out. Serve somebody. And you know what? God will pour back into you. Amen? Amen. Give us this day our. Now, what's he mean by daily bread? Let me spend a little bit more time on this. And then we'll, we'll, we'll let all these mothers get to their lunches. All right. Our daily bread. Now, now, this is interesting, all right? Give me a, give me a few more minutes here. and I'll, uh, this, is, this, is, this is my favorite part of the sermon, all right? We're coming, we're coming to the steak part of the buffet, all right? All right. We've had the salad and the potato. Now comes the steak. You know, scholars believe that Jesus coined the word daily. Did you know that? Because in the Greek writings... This is where it first appears. The Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6, Luke 11. It's where the word daily first appears. And people believe Jesus coined the word. Well, what's the point? You know what I think the point is? Jesus knows your daily physical needs. He knows your daily essentials of life. But let me tell you what God wants to create in you. He wants to create a daily faith. A daily walk. You know what happens when you depend on the Lord daily? You build a daily faith. See, some of you, I love you, but but let me be honest with you, okay? I'm not throwing stones at you. I'm your pastor. I love you. I'd lay down my life for you. I love you. But some of you got a Sunday morning faith. Some of you got it every once in a while faith. God wants you to have a, Daily faith. That's why he meets your needs. Daily. That's why he wants you to depend on him. Daily. That's why he wants you to pray to him. Daily. Because he wants to create a daily walk. A daily faith. Now. What I believe the Lord is saying to us today. To our church. Is that God wants to use us in the meeting of needs. If you've never heard of the man George Mueller. I want you to. Google him I want you to look him up He operated an orphanage In uh, Bristol, England Back in the late 1800's He would walk around saying It's Bristol, baby No, he didn't actually say that But he would uh, (laughs) I don't think He wore a big number three shirt Everywhere he went No, he didn't. He didn't at all. But anyway. (laughs) There's some of them going, amen, rest in peace, amen. (laughs) But um, he operated in an orphanage in Bristol, England, back before orphanages were ever, I think. Can can I just tell you the the minute story here? Can I I tell you the background? So he married a lovely lady named Mary. George and Mary Mueller. What giants of the faith they were. And see, so he was a young pastor and he had this church. Well, see, back then in England, people, you didn't pass the plate and, you know, people gave because they wanted to give to the Lord. Like it wasn't a generosity thing. Do you know how they gave back then? They rented their pew. They rented their seat. They gave their money to the church for that to be their seat. And this is where it got really ugly. So the bigger you were in society, the more important of a family you were, the closer to the front you sat. That way the whole town could see what a big wig you were. Excuse me while I vomit. So George Mueller, God put, there's all kinds of street children in Bristol. And God put in George and Mary's heart to start an orphanage for them. Well, guess what happened? The high and the mighty, the self-righteous, the big wigs didn't want to associate themselves with the poor and the lowly. So they withheld their money from the church. I've never gotten along well with big wig people. I had a family one time when we very first started years ago. We've always reached out to the poor, always. This family who was very well to do. They came and I was very excited because I knew them. They said, Chad, we don't think we're going to come anymore. Okay, well, you know, I'm thinking, what did I say? They said, we sat down last Sunday beside some people that we didn't know if they were drug addicts or what. Well, you know what? You can go on down the road to another church because you don't belong here. That's the spirit of religion. It's not the spirit of Jesus. So go on. Had a family one time. We had just started the church, and I'm telling you, we were—we <laughs> didn't have anything. And uh, we started the church, and this—listen, fam- this family's tithe alone paid the entire month's rent where we were. The whole building paid the whole lease just their check alone, and the Lord spoke to me and said, okay, it's time to change. We started off Saturday nights, And the Lord said, no, you're going to turn into a real church. You're going to meet on Sunday mornings. Because we met on Saturday nights. Lots of people who knew me and friends. They would come and support us. So, you know, we would have, you know, a little church plant. We'd have 50, 60 there on a Saturday night. We moved to Sunday mornings and had 11 people. (laughs) Because everybody else was at their home church. And... And uh, this family came up to me and they said, Chad, we came to this church because we like the convenience of Saturday night. Listen to what they told me. They said, if you change to Sunday morning, we won't be back. I was 21. And they said, we're here for the convenience. And right then, I had a choice to make in my ministry. Am I going to follow God, or am I going to follow the money? And you know what choice I made? God. And you know what? And you know what? They weren't bluffing. I've never seen them since. (laughs) I've had so many people tell me they're behind me. They're so far now, you can't even see them. But you don't build on people. You build on the Lord. Amen. Amen. If the Lord don't build the house, they who labor, labor in vain. Amen. Anyways. Well, I tell you what, when we title this sermon, I'm going to call it Rabbit Trails, what I'm going to call it. I'm on rabbit trails today. Hallelujah. So George Mueller and his wife, so God puts in their heart to start this orphanage. And the bigwigs and the high and mighties won't support it because they didn't want their name associated to it. So they quit giving. And I'm telling you, you Google his life. You read his biography. He and Mary, with no backing, and no money, and no support, and no government assistance, you know what they did in their lifetime? They fed, they clothed, they housed, they educated over 10,000 orphans in their lifetime. Well, one day... They had no money whatsoever, no food. They had all these children and a staff. They had a boy's dorm and a girl's dorm. and They had nothing. There's nothing in the kitchen, nothing, nothing to eat, nothing to serve. And God always came through, always. There would be an envelope show up. There'd be English pounds in there, and there'd be enough to go and get all the kids food for the week or whatever. But there was nothing this day. George had a decision to make. What's he going to do? And do you know what that great man of God did? He had his staff put out all of the children's plates, all of the children's cups. He had them set the table like it was going to be a feast. And he had every kid go to their place. And there's nothing. And you know what George Mueller did? He prayed with the kids that day. And he said, children, God is going to provide and you, you can't make this stuff up. While that man of faith was praying, you know what happened? A knock on the main door. And you know who it was? It was the local baker. And he told, he told George Mueller, he said, the Lord woke me up at 3 a.m. and told me to bake fresh bread for the kids. You know what happened? You know who came right behind him? The local milkman. And guess what? His cart broke down in front of the orphanage. And he said, could the children use some milk today? And George Mueller told the kids, he said, God not only met our need, he gave us fresh bread and fresh milk. Amen? And you know what? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what God did then, God does today. See, here's my question. Does God want to use you as that baker? Does God want to use you as the milkman? Has God given you such abundance? Not so you can hoard it. For down the road but so you can share it because there's someone who's crying out to God give me this day my daily bread and here God has you right in the path God increases our standard of living So that we can increase our standard of giving. That's why. That's why God's blessed you. That's why he's provided for you. That's why he helps you. So that you can cast your eyes upon the kingdom. And fulfill the will of God. Has God given you your daily bread? Then share it. Last thing I'll say, when the children of Israel were led by God into the wilderness, you can read it, Exodus chapter 16, verses 4 through 7. Remember what God did daily for them? He gave them manna from heaven. <laughs> Literally, manna fell from heaven. And the Bible says, for 40 years, every Israelite ate to their filth. Every one of them. Some had a little appetite, some had a great appetite. And scripture says whether they gathered little or whether they gathered much, they ate till they were filled. For 40 years every day. But do you know what happened in Joshua chapter 5 verse 16? The day that Israel crossed the Jordan River into the Canaan land, the manna ceased. Do you know what the point is? One day you and I are going to enter heaven. Heaven. One day you and I are going to go to Canaan. One day we're going to cross the Jordan River. And on that day, there'll be no more need. Never again. There'll be no need for medications. No need for pharmacies. There'll be no need for daily bread. There'll be no need for clothing or for groceries. There'll be no more needs. But you know what? Like Israel, we'll look back over our shoulder and you'll see that every day God met your needs. Every day. Are you trusting him today? Some of you have some needs today that only God can do. Lean into him. Let's bow our heads. Some of you, you know, we all go through different seasons. We all go through different stages. And I don't know what season you're in. I don't know what stage you're in. But I know God can help you. If you need to come to this altar today, I want to invite you. Come and lay your needs before your Father come ask the Lord to meet your daily needs if you need to come pray I want you to come pray right now you're most welcome just slip out of your seat and bring your burdens to the Lord today but see some of you are in different seasons you know I realize that there's some people who when I said my pantries are stocked my freezers are full I realized some of you your heart dropped some of you said mine's not and I don't know what to do some of you don't know how you're going to put gas in your car this week some of you don't know if there's going to be a job in the next bit today if you say Chad I feel like I'm drowning let me remind you your heavenly father knows what you have need of Bring it to the Lord. There's a woman I'm praying for right now who's getting ready to be off of work for an extended time because of some surgeries. She's going to be with no income whatsoever. God's putting it in our heart. Meet her needs. For those of you who you have the means, you have the ability... You're able. Oh, let me tell you, friends. Share what God's given you. Share what God's given you. Share. Some of you, God's going to put indie on your heart. (laughs) God's going to put those missionaries' wives and children in your heart. And rather than going to Cheddar's and instead of going to Chili's and dropping $70 or $80? You're going to say, no. We're going to feed that family for an entire month to the glory of God. Lord Jesus, you're so generous to us. How can we not be generous to others? Thank you for meeting our daily needs. Thank you, God, for giving us our daily bread. Thank you, Lord God. And for every need that's in this building, every need that's watching online, every need that's represented among your people, God, whether it's physical, whether it's financial, whether it's emotional, relational, spiritual, you're a need. God, you're a are You're a God who sees. You're a God who knows. You're a God who understands. You're a God who is able to meet our needs. So God, I pray today that every single need will be met by you, the Lord Jesus Christ, the bread of life. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Sustain us with your bread. Oh, God, strengthen us with the bread of life. Give us the nutrition that we need spiritually, God. Give us the strength and sustenance, Lord, that we need spiritually and physically from you, the bread of life, from the word of God. Teach us the difference between need and greed. And let us truly trust you with our need. And let us walk away from greed in Jesus' name. Help us in our ministry to the poor, Lord God. Teach us, Lord, it's hard. It's difficult to share the gospel with a man with an empty stomach. So have us right there, God. Right there, meeting the need. Meeting the need.